Hey, welcome back to the Fitness Business Blueprint Podcast. This is Justin Devonshire, and this is part two of our mini course on how to launch your own supplement range to your existing clients. So again, this is if you already have a client base, whether you're doing PT, boot camps, online coaching, nutrition coaching even, as long as you have, you don't have to have a gym or a fitness program necessarily, but this is for you if you do have a base of at least 60 to 75 clients and you're looking to add supplements, nutritional supplements, sports supplements as an additional income stream, this is for you. Again, this is not the series if you're trying to create a brand, a supplement brand irrespective of your fitness business. That's a different animal. This is when you want to leverage your existing client base uh, and make this your secondary revenue stream, not the primary one. So we talked about the first uh, three steps in part one of an eight-step process, and this is going to be divided over three parts. And I'm releasing all these parts at the same time. So Wherever you're coming into this, you'll be able to part, find the the all the parts one, two, and three in the link below. You don't have to wait until the next part comes out, but I do urge you to go back to the start. Start with part number one because we covered the first three steps, which are completely critical to this. So, if you haven't watched part one, you'll know, listen to part one. Go back right now. Don't do anything else here because nothing else is going to help you right now. Go listen to part one. Once you've done that then we'll pick up from right here. You're not gonna miss anything, okay? I promise, go back. All right, so if you're still listening, I'll assume you've listened to part one and you've done the first couple of steps. So the first three steps in the research phase shouldn't take you longer than a day or two. It's really simple, it's just asking questions, getting to know your client base, so you can determine what is the first product you might wanna bring out, and we can get to this step. So. In step three, the previous step, we talked about determining your entry-level product, and we talked about costs and minimum order quantities. So we determined that you want to get a minimum order volume. Your first order, when, when you choose a supplier, which we'll talk about today, your minimum order should really be about at least 20% of your active client base, if not a bit more. And we talked about the reasons why you're better off having more stock than you think you need because the worst thing you ever want is to be sold out. And that's because uh, shipping times, especially right now in the midst of COVID this year, are probably gonna take six to eight weeks to get your supplements to you. So if you under order, if you don't order enough, then once they sell out, you'll have to wait an extra six to eight weeks for your next batch of orders to come in and you're going to have frustrated clients waiting two months to get their supplements, and they will go elsewhere, right? They, they, they won't go off their supplements for two months. They'll go find replacements, and, you know, you don't want to do that. So, so <clears throat> now, a quick thing about determining your entry-level product. The question I get asked a lot is, you know, how do I know what's the best product to bring out first? And really, you want the easiest win. Um, and you want something that has the best margin. So first, you're going to get this by looking at your at your data that you got from the first three steps. Look for the similarities across all the clients 
you surveyed, the ones who are using supplements, what were the products that kept coming up? What were the brands that kept coming up? And if you could identify those, what you're probably going to find probably is that if you work with a more female-centric weight loss audience, some of the most commonly used products by women are likely to be something like uh, a multivitamin, omega-3, um, you know, fish oils, um, protein powder, that kind of thing. And if you work primarily with men, you'll find that you know, what they probably use is, is the, the most common supplements are, again, protein powders, pre-workout supplement, uh, maybe a testosterone booster, stuff like that. If you work with athletes, strength and conditioning, you might find it's probably going to be, again, protein powder, maybe creatine, pre-workout, maybe some kind of recovery supplement like L-glutamine, uh, or maybe even a form of nootropic. So that's probably what you're going to find. But again, I'm, I don't want to assume on behalf of your audience, you need to do the research and let your customers tell you what they're already paying for, because that's, I just go with what the data tells you, okay? This is not about creating some mega product or being edgy and different. This is just about getting your clients who are buying supplements elsewhere to get the same thing from you. That's simply all for this introductory phase. That's all we want to do. Nothing crazy. Okay. So once you, so, you know, as an example uh, for what we've done, introducing our products to our, to men for our men's chain of gyms, our entry level product is a pre-workout followed by a uh, protein, protein powder. So like I said, you can either have, if you're not that confident, then I would just go in with one product for now. Just start with one product. If you can't sell one product to your audience, you ain't going to sell six. So just start with one. And once you get those customers using that product, then down the line, you can introduce a second product. And those first customers should take on that second product straight away and increase their average order value each month with you. If you're a bit more confident, if you have a really good client base, if you've got some you know, really good feedback and survey data that indicates you might work well with having two products, I think I'm comfortable with you launching two products. However, I would split up the focus so that, that you have 70% emphasis on the first product and 30% emphasis on the second product, which means you still have one major product you want to launch. And the second product is more like an add-on or a cross-sell. So I, even when it comes to ordering the supplements, I would say that you want to use 70% of your budget to stock the first product and only 30% of your budget or around about there to stock the second supplement. So don't order 50-50 of everything because we do want to have a balance more towards the first product than trying to push two of them equally because that's when you dilute your marketing. So, so really, it's best to look at the product most widely adopted. And a little trick here, guys, a little um, insider tip. One other thing to look at is going to be profit margins. You'll see that with different, when you, when you go to the suppliers, as I'm going to teach you about today, and you look at the pricing, uh, your, your, you know, the, the goods you're, you're buying at cost, you're going to realize that there are wildly varying product uh, profit margins on different products. Now, protein powders 
have generally on the lower end of profit margins. Still pretty good. You'll still make at least 30%, 25 to 30% profit margin on a protein powder, which means if you bought, if you buy a tub of protein from the supplier for 20 pounds, for example, you could sell it for uh, at least 30 to 35 pounds, right? You'll make a good 25 to 30% profit margin. However, you'll find that other products have way, way higher margins. A pre-workout formula, for example, will cost about 15 pounds a tub, and you can actually sell it for, say, 40, 45 pounds, which gives you like a 60 plus percent margin. So we chose for our two products, we've chosen pre-workout as our foundational gateway product. That's the main, main thing we're pushing. And we've got a protein powder as our secondary product. Actually, it's protein with oats, uh, which just makes it a bit a bit more unique on the conventional spin and a bit more manly, let's say, right? Protein with oats just sounds more manly. So, and a lot of guys like to eat oats, myself included, because I like to eat oats as a source of carbs and protein. I usually have oats in my shake with my protein powder. So the fact that we can now, we've got a formulated protein that actually comes with powdered oats inside it makes means it's even better bang for my bang for my buck and more cost effective for me as a customer um, to have my to have my shakes uh, with oats included. So we have protein and oats, and then we have a pre-workout as our main product. Now, another reason we chose those two, or really it is actually it's not why we chose them, we chose them because that's what our customers want, but I guess another benefit of these two is that because the protein has a lower profit margin, but the pre-workout then has a super high profit margin, they kind of cancel each other out. So the low margins we take on the protein is more than overcompensated by the super high margins when we sell the pre-workout. And because we're putting, you know, 70% of our stock is going to be the pre-workout, we're going to make much more money on that order than if we ordered more proteins. So, for example, to give you a gross example, if we if we spent one thousand pounds or a thousand dollars on ordering just tubs of protein, we're only going to make at most if we sell all of them, we're only going to make thirty percent of our money back on top. So, whereas if we spent that whole thousand dollar budget on pre-workout powders, we're going to make sixty percent back. You see the difference there. So. We make 60% on top. So, you know, look at profit margins too. Um, and another reason that pre-workout for us is a good idea, and I'm not saying this is what you should do. I'm just I'm just walking through what we did and why so you know our thought process, that nothing is random. One thing we've been doing for a few months at our gym, or actually before the lockdown, so since last year, is... Uh, you know, we realized a lot of our clients were using pre-workout. We actually stocked pre-workout and protein from other sources. So we, you know, we we had we were offering other other brand companies, and people were buying them from us. And we'd buy them wholesale, make a small margin. But then we started realizing, why don't we just make our own? Because we're going to make sell the same product, but just take a bigger profit margin if there are products. And we were actually selling pre-workout by the individual serving. So a, tub, a basic tub of pre-workout 
will have about 30 servings in it. So what we were doing is, and we, we but this before the COVID, we would have about 30 people in one of our groups multiple times a day. So before the workout started, we would take a box of pre-workout. We'd make 30 individual servings, like little shots. And we would charge the clients like one to two pounds each to get a shot right before the workout. And they sold out every single time. We'd make a tray of 30 servings, bam, 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 gone. The whole group came in, took them. We would make up a new serving for the next group of 30 people, bang, sold out. So what we found here was that the margin on selling an entire tub of pre-workout is great anyway, but if you sell individual servings, now it gets really crazy because remember I said that maybe it costs about 15 pounds to buy a tub of pre-workout. And if you sell the tub, you can sell the tub for 40 pounds. That's a great markup. But if you take that same 15 pound tub, it has 30 servings and you sell each of those servings for two pounds each or $2 if you prefer, then you make, well, 30 servings times $2, you make 60 pounds on that tub. 15 pounds cost for 60 pounds return. That's an even bigger markup. The same way where uh, in a restaurant, they want to sell you wine by the glass. It's 20 pounds to buy the bottle, or you can have a glass for nine pounds. So in those cases, we are realizing how fast this is selling and what a markup it has on it. So that was another reason for us pre-workout was a, was a no-brainer first product to begin with. Uh, and plus myself and James, again, we pre-workout is probably the and, and protein are the supplements I use more than anything. I'm a big fan of pre-workouts. I'm passionate about pre-workout. I love my pre-workout. I love testing new pre-workout drinks. I love using it for focusing on work as well. So for me, it makes sense. It's a product I'm passionate about. I can sell. I believe in it. You know, if you don't believe in pre-workout, if you don't use it, you don't endorse it for any reason, then don't sell it, right? I'm not saying you have to sell what we sell. You, it has to be right for you. I'm just giving you our reasons for doing what we did, which are relevant to us. So determine your gateway product, maybe a secondary product to back it up as well, uh, because a certain number of people who buy the initial product will also buy the second product if it's on offer as well. But there's really one focus, and that is we want to sell all the pre-workouts and keep selling it. So step number four then, that sums up step number one, two, and three. Now you know the product you're going to sell. You know the minimum order quantity that you need. Um, and and you, you know, you know you've identified who your buyers are going to be. Step four, before we take big action on this, is we now need to create your brand. This is the really fun part now. This is where the idea starts becoming reality. And it goes from just ideas and suggestions and data and feedback. Now it becomes reality. So one thing I would say about creating a brand for your supplements is it needs to be a totally separate brand from your gym or your current business setup. It can be along the same lines. I mean, it should still appeal to your target customer. So the, the colors, the attitudes, the fonts might be similar in a sense but it should not be representative of the same exact brand. 
And that's just that's just a since I started selling supplements five years ago inside gyms, it's just something I I I I heard as advice from someone who makes eight figures a year selling supplements, and it just made sense. If you stick your own, let's say, gym brand on the supplements, let's say your XYZ fitness, and then you suddenly have XYZ fitness supplements in your gym. It can just it can just kind of come across the wrong way and look like you're just trying to peddle your own stuff, and it just it does actually it actually erodes client confidence. Uh, but if you and also it limits you because if your product actually takes off, and people start loving it, and then they start telling their friends, and then people outside the gym want to buy it from you, you might be limited in where else you can sell it if it has your gym branding on it. So. Don't make it a mini-me version of the gym. This is your chance to make a whole new brand from scratch. It has to, again, obey the principles of being relevant to your audience. But apart from that, this is your chance to make something a little bit unique, a little bit different, and go through that creative, fresh, new business feeling all over again, which for me, doing this way, uh, doing it this time has been one of the most fun, refreshing parts of the process for me. Now, to give you some help, some more help with branding, uh, you can check out the links below this episode. And um, basically what's going to happen is there's a couple of ways to get the branding done. So either you can find, um, when you when you find a supplier, and I'll talk about suppliers in the next step, but when you do find a supplier to make your supplements for you, many of them will actually have a design service as well. So many of them will offer you, either they'll offer you some basic templates uh, or they'll do custom logo brand design for you as well. Now, some of them are pretty good, others are not so good because branding isn't really their primary focus. So if, if you can work with them and they have a design that you like or you trust them to create the branding, that's great, they'll do it you know, as part of your order. However, if you want to go to someone with more experience, then you can check out a graphic designer or a brand designer. Now, our brand, just to let you guys know and do a bit of self-promotion here, uh, our brand, our new supplements for men over 30s is called Hardwired. That's our brand. And if you check out the links below, You can find us on Instagram. We've just released the Instagram profile. There's nothing on there. There's there's not many posts right now because we're not really launching until a couple of months from now. But if you can follow the Instagram link and give us a follow, that would really help us out. That would really support us. And I'd be really thankful if you did that. Um, Feel free to go there. Give us a follow. uh, And then as we do post more content, if if you enable notifications as well, um, then when we do post content, you'll be able to see how we're doing it, right? And you'll be able to get ideas and see what I'm doing, not just what I'm saying. So that'll be beneficial for you too, to give us a follow and turn on notifications for our Instagram posts. And uh, I'll drop the link below, but if you're just casually listening, the link, uh, it's actually just hardwired supplements on Instagram. You can search for it, all one word, hardwired supplements. Now, a little bit about the branding, just so you know. So when you see it, you'll see it's definitely aimed at men. It's it's um, definitely geared towards a male audience. It's not too extreme, not too kind of bodybuilding-ish. 
um, but it looks pretty funky at the same time. Now, we got this designed by an awesome designer. His name is Matt Dale. I'm going to link him his Instagram below as well. Um, this is a great, great resource. Now, Matt, he's based in Manchester near our gyms, and Matt actually does graphics work for Gary Vaynerchuk. Now, if you look at his Instagram below, you'll see all the work he does for Gary. He does Gary's YouTube thumbnails, logos, social media graphics, and Matt also does work for a lot of fitness influencers, big, big influencers. You've probably recognized, you've probably seen a lot of Matt's work already. And when I found out Matt's rates and his prices and how good his work is and how fast his turnaround time is, I was floored. He is ridiculously cheap for what he does. I probably shouldn't say that publicly because if he's listening, he's going to go and put his prices up now. But <laughs> but I don't know. The guy is either rich already or crazy. I don't know. But he's totally ended like, I mean, we paid under 60 pounds for that logo and we got it back within three days. So, you know, it's great value. Check out Matt below. You can you can give him a request form to see if he can come up with a mock-up for your brand. I don't get any commission. I just totally endorse him and he'll be very helpful for you to get your branding off the ground. So, um, so check out those below. Check out our hardwired Instagram. Give us a follow and check out Matt Dale as well as a graphic designer to help you with your brand for supplements. Uh, and Matt will be able to help you ask you some great questions uh, and guide your thinking into what kind of branding you want to have. So that's really important, guys. That's a few steps on step number four, creating a brand. And you need to do this first because when you go to the supplier, which I'll teach you about in the next step, you will need your branding done before they can ship the product. So they've got to make the labels and they need the branding finished and labels made before they will get started on the order. So if it already takes six to eight weeks to get your supplements in, it's also going to take additional time before you get the branding done. So you want to get it done as fast as possible. Also, don't be a perfectionist. Don't, um, don't you know, um, worry too much about being perfect. The branding won't be spot on first time. You have time to change it. You'll, you'll continue working on the branding as time goes on. And remember, in the beginning, this is only going to be seen by your internal customers or maybe even a few people on your outside prospect list. But it's not going to go public really, so, so don't fret it too much. You can get feedback from your customers about your branding um, in the buildup and even after the first batch of orders has come in. So that's step number four, creating the brand, very important. Next is step number five. Okay, this is how we're going to wrap up this part. Step number five is now when things get real. This is where rubber meets the road and you've got to take action. This is where it gets uncomfortable for most fit pros and they quit at this point, which is good because that makes it easier for you and I. So step number five, we need to research and contact potential suppliers and make the first order. Here's where we put the money up. It's put up or shut up time. So the question always is, how do I know who's the best supplier? Um, the answer is you don't. None of us do. It's like asking who's the best personal trainer in town. Unless you've worked with every personal trainer, it's hard to know. So what you can do, though, is 
number one, first of all, remember, you're not stuck to a supplier. You can try a supplier for one order. If it doesn't work out or they're not that good, you can find another supplier. This is not like a marriage commitment or anything. So don't worry. Same as the branding. Don't think that what you choose now you're stuck with forever because you're not. You're just sampling. So you can go and find suppliers. Just do some Google search for supplement suppliers in your area or in your country or town. Uh, I mean, America or anything outside the UK, I don't really know, so I can't help you. But I know about 45% of my listeners are in the UK. So I I can suggest two names for you, which is one is uh, suppleform.co.uk. That's suppleform. And the other one is Black Label Creations. Now, if there are many more, I don't know if these two are the best. These are just the two that I've had the most work with, right, uh, and ordered from. Uh, I, I, like, I don't know if they're the best in the world. I've never tried everyone else, but they're good enough to get started with. But you can do your own research and find out more. So find a short list of five or six suppliers. Go to their websites. That's just a Google search. It'll take you 10 seconds. Go to their websites. And you know, make sure they're at least in your uh, close to your state or close in your country, so there's no international shipping costs or or minimal border passing, especially with you know tr- um, restrictions right now and stuff. So um, make sure they're as close to you as possible. And then uh, what you can do first of all is a couple of things. The first thing to ten- do to do your research on and find the right supplier. Number one, you can order samples. So they'll probably give you samples for a very low price. Now you know what product you want. You can ask for a few samples or a few different flavor tastes of those one or two products. And you know, for 20 quid or less, they'll send them to you in a couple of days. You can try those product, those samples, see what if you like the flavors, see if the product works for you. Um, that's step one of research. The second thing you can do is because, like I mentioned, uh, a lot of these companies generally offer design work for their customers too, and they will showcase their designs on their website. So they can, you can see what other customers are using their product. So you can go via their website, see all the other influencers and gyms and supplement companies who are using that product, using that supplier. You can contact those people on social media and you can ask them for their feedback in dealing with that company. What do they think? What's it like? Is the product good? Do you get the orders on time, et cetera, et cetera. And the third thing you wanna do is actually start start a communication with each of the suppliers you have in mind because you want to see what their communication quality is like. Because all things being equal, if all the product quality is the same, if prices are the same, you wanna get the supplier who has the best relationship with you, who, who responds to you the fastest, who seems the most pleasant to work with, who seems like non-asshole. And that's really important because these suppliers are going to be hugely pivotal relationships for you. They're supplying your product, so it needs to be a good relationship. And another thing is, if you can see that they're, ple- they're pleasant to work with, they, they seem like cool people, you have a better chance of negotiating bigger discounts for bulk orders down the line, which is going to be more more advanced part of this strategy. But it, you know, the more better terms you can have with the people you work with, 
maybe you might need one day to pay late by a few days if you're waiting on some money to come in to pay for a payment or you desperately need them to ship something ASAP or whatever it might be, right? If you need them to help you out with favors down the road, you want to work with suppliers who are going to be um, amiable in that sense. Okay, so so product quality being equal, you want to work with a supplier who has the best communication with you. So that's step number five. Once you've made your decision, then you can put in the first order. Now, you know the product you want. You also know the minimum order quantity you need because you determined that you determined that earlier on. Now you can make that order. Now, each, sup each supplier will have a different minimum order quantity. Uh, but, you know, as long as you're ordering at least 20 to 50 units, you should be okay. And that's, again, why if you haven't got 60 to 75 clients yet, this is not going to be feasible for you. If you have got 60 to 75 plus clients, then you should have no problem ordering 20 to 30 units or more of the first product. Okay. So it'll be a bit of a cash outlay at first. Uh, remember, you've got to wait six to eight weeks for the product to come in with COVID times right now. And that's what's going to happen. So at this point, if you've done all that, you've made the jump, you've made the order. Now we can go into the final few steps where we now start getting your audience excited and we build up to launch day. So stay tuned for part three. Check the link below. You'll find all those links to the graphic designers and you'll find part three of this podcast guide there as well. Hope this is helpful. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes if this has helped you. And I'll see you guys over in part three.